0: Alhamdulillah <laughs> aladhi anzala quranan arabiya wa hadana sirat sawiya wa Salat wa salamu Allah muhammadin aladhi bu'itha rasoola nabiya wa ala alihi wa sahbihi aladhi na salakub tariqan maradhiya ama My respected elders, dearest brothers and sisters Asalaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa Our faith isn't a faith which shies away from talking about the feelings of one's heart. About how a person feels. Whether it is sadness, whether it is happiness, whether it is anger, whether it is love, whether it is lust. Regardless what the feeling is, there are examples throughout the Qur'an and parables and stories throughout the Qur'an and found within the books of the Hadith which all discuss these types of feelings as they all stem from the heart. And the Prophet ﷺ said, "Allah, listen carefully, he said. Inna fil jasadi mudga. When the Prophet ﷺ uses the term Allah, he says, listen carefully, listen carefully, he's saying. Inna fil jasadi mudga. That in the body there is a lump of flesh. صلحت, صلح if it is sound, if it is in good condition, then the deeds which will be acted out by the body will be good as well. You can be sure that they will be sound. فسدت, and if it is rotten, then the entire body will be such that the deeds which come out from it, the deeds which emanate and materialize from these limbs, will become rotten as well. There is just one portion of flesh which controls the rest. And he said, wahi al qalb." He said, No, very carefully he said, No, that this is the heart that provided that the heart is sound, then everything which is done by it will be sound as well. Provided that the heart is pure, then what will be action by the limbs will be pure as well. And if the heart is rotten, and if the heart is evil, then what you will find is that everything which is perpetrated by a person will be evil. You find individuals whose hearts are so corrupt that all they can see is wrong. That when you push them and pull them and prod them towards things which are good, they still do not have the propensity and the capacity to do it. Yet you find some individuals who don't need any push or any prodding, they will do it by themselves. Why is this? It is because of the condition of the heart. You look at the situation at a home. A man has two children, two boys. One of them is always thinking and doing good things. The other one is doing bad things all the time. Why is this? Because this person has within himself and uh, between the two children you have the conditions of two hearts. One heart which is pure, which has been worked on where the thoughts are clean and because of that thought process the actions are clean and then on the flip side you have an individual where the thoughts perhaps aren't necessarily pure and as a result the actions are entailing whatever the heart is thinking and this is why the heart is called qalb in Arabic, qalb term qalb قلب from qallaba yuqallibu, which means to turn and to flip. The heart regularly changes. The heart regularly flips. The reason why the heart is called qalb is because it regularly flips and turns. One day you are friends with someone, the next day you don't want to know them. One day you are absolutely smitten. How many times have we seen in our lives? People who we thought would fall, who would get married to each other, they were in love for so long, they spent years and years and years committing wrongdoing. They had committed zina, they did everything and anything that they wanted to do. Yet when the time of marriage came, they did not want to even know each other. Why? Because qalb, yuqallibu, the heart, it changes, it flips, it turns. And that heart which was once set upon something, it changes. And the worst thing that the heart can change from is from faith to disbelief, which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ would make the dua, dua to Allah Ya Mukallib al That O oh, the one who is the turner of hearts Thabbit qalbi ala Make my heart firm upon your faith That there are many things that my heart may change for There are many things that will I, I, I might not have in my life And I will want later on The heart changes But for one thing keep it steadfast And that is your faith And this is why the heart changes. At times it loves something and at times it doesn't love other things. But what should it love? This term hub in Arabic. Okay. What is hub? It's Al Maylu It's to be inclined towards something, to be fascinated by something, to be drawn by something. That one day a person is normal and then he sees something and all of a sudden he is pulled towards that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Hub in the Quran in many, many, many places. But there is one pertinent place in Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. He says, that from among the people there are those who have taken partners besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They love these partners, these entities, as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does this mean? They have taken partners. One meaning is the literal meaning that they have joint partners with Allah. They have said Allah is two, Allah is three. The other meaning is that they have substituted Allah in their life for a bigger priority. They feel that there is something else in their life which is more deserving of their time. So for example, the time of salah will come and the salah is the hak and the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but at the time of salah that person will find work to do for example because he wants to make money or because he wants to spend money so he has made his wealth his ilah Allah says have you not seen the individual who has made his desires, his base desires, whether they be lustful whether they be regarding finance and monetary gain, whether it be work and accumulation of work in his life Regardless of what it has been, he has substituted it for Allah. He said, Allah says, have you not seen the person who has made his desires, his ilah, what, his God, whatever his, de- whatever his desires tell him to do, he will want to do it. And therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these individuals, there are people from among mankind. He says, nas from Among people includes Muslims, non-Muslims, everybody. He said, from among the people there are individuals who have substituted Allah. Allah should have been at that first pole position, but they have taken Allah down, and they have replaced it with either their wealth, they have replaced it with either lust, they've replaced it with whatever desires are in their mind. Hum These things which should have been far below and should never have existed, they have placed them above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they love them the way that they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah then puts the piercing remark. He says, amanu. As for those individuals who are believers, who say that we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are mu'minun and firm believers in Allah, Ashaddu they are the most in love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything else takes the second position or the third position to the extent that that thought and that love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is so dear, it is so precious to Allah that when you look at those seven individuals who will be given shade on the Day of Qiyamah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has highlighted that on that day there will be no shade except for the shade which is given by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and this will be given by this will be given to seven individuals. And the Hadith is long, but the last part of that Hadith. The Prophet mentioned رَجُلًا ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيًّا, ذكر الله خاليا An individual who begins to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his private moments. When nobody else can see him, he is just by himself. There is nobody to show off to. His kids aren't there, his wife isn't there, the public aren't there. It is just him and Allah, total Khulus. There is quiet in the room. And he thinks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the favors that he has done and he has the yearning and the longing to return to him and meet him. His eyes begin to well with tears. A few drops of that of those tears from the eyes is enough to extinguish the anger of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Such a big heat, such a big anger, a few tears that a person remembers Allah in this dunya. That for 70, 80 years he lived, but there was a moment where he thought about Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. His heart crumbled, his defenses failed. And as a result, he began to cry. And it is those tears which will be waiting for him on the day of Qiyamah. As a result, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the shade on the day where there is no shade. In The example that I always use is that if you want to know how important that shade is, take the example of a person who goes to Dubai or who goes to Qatar or who goes to uh, Saudi and he is in a hot country where it is above 40 degrees and then he is baking outside, his clothes are clinging to his body, he's sweating profusely, he's feeling thirsty but then a moment comes where he sees his hotel and he sits in the lobby and that air conditioning comes back upon his face and he feels like he is in the best moment, the best place in the world at that moment. On the day of Qiyamah, this will be the state of many, many people, many individuals who will have shed that tear. And there are six other individuals, six other categories of people who did a particular deed, but I don't want to go into that. This is not the purpose of my discussion. I just wanted to highlight to you the state of individuals who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when a person dies, And he has loved the wrong individual his entire life. And he has, meaning those carnal desires, those base desires of his of his own. And he had worshipped something besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had either worshipped his finances or he had worshipped individuals who he thought could have brought him some success in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that when these individuals are there on the day of Qiyamah and they fully see. The Qudra and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah adhab, That Allah is an individual who possesses the, the might and the strength to give punishment. Then at that juncture, they will free themselves. They will free themselves from the individuals that they followed. They will cut themselves off. In fact, those who they followed, that wealth that they had followed, the wealth will cut itself off from this individual. And it will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't want anything to do with this. And that individual will then say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لو لنا كرَّةً That if we can be sent back to the dunya one more time, فنتبرأ منهم كما منا. We will free ourselves from this false love. We will take ourselves away from it. Just like they have cut themselves off from us on this day of Qiyamah. Send us back. We have re-evaluated ourselves. Send us back to the world. We will never be following after wealth again. We will never want uh, to be known as individuals who are prominent in the world. We won't have anything to do with vanity. We will not follow things which are foul and which are wrong. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will say, Allah says, in this way, Allah He Allah will not send them back. Allah will say to them, Worse, were you not given a time and an age to do what you needed to do? But at this moment Allah will show them their deeds in order for them to feel the bitterness of regret. Allah says that they will not be taken out of the fire. That is their position and they will stay there. Why? Because they have substituted Allah. That hub, that seed which was to grow. Now this term hub in Arabic comes from habba. And this word habba means seed. The seed of love which grows in a person's heart. It is placed first in a person's heart. You think about how an individual loves. First the seed goes in there. And then through the waters of appreciation, and the water of admiration, it begins to grow and grow and grow until the entire body is taken over. This hub, which should have been for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was completely removed and He was substituted for somebody else. Now on the day of Qiyamah, Allah will say, You had worshipped this in your life, you had loved this in your life, you loved it as you should have loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now ask it for some salvation. Ask it to be ask it to free you from the fire. But Allah says they will not be free from the fire. Because Because on that day, that Qudra, that power will only be for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So this is the concept of love in in in, in if we when we're talking about is love in Islam. The greatest love a person can have is for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and thereafter the love which is uh, the second in number is that for the Prophet Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam. dhalimu Allah mentions in Surah Furqan that there will be a time on the Day of Qiyamah where individuals who had done wrong will begin to Bite their fingers, they will be biting their nails, and why will they be biting their nails? Because they will realize that the love that they should have had for the messenger and the love that they should have had for the Prophet was less, and that they followed somebody else because of their love for him and/or and for the, or their love for them, and they completely abandoned the Prophet. They will say, If only, if only I had taken my path with the Prophet, I took my path with somebody else and they took me off the wrong path. Again, the re-evaluation will happen on the day of Qiyamah. Why? Because the love was false. The love was wrong. The love was taking it or taking a person towards something which was completely wrong. And so the love of the Prophet ﷺ is amazing. I don't want to go into that because I've had I've done uh, 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 previous khutbahs on how the Sahaba wanted to love, uh, how they showed their love for the Prophet If you would like to listen to that, please do go onto the MCECA website. I'm sure there's some podcasts or something something available that you can listen to but one one portion i will mention from a previous Qutbah that i have given is the statement of abu sufyan anhu but this was before he became muslim before he became muslim he was a, he was a very very strong enemy of islam and what he had done was, he had got the Prophet companion Zaid radiAllahu anhu, and he had got Zaid, and he had tied him up, and he was uh, torturing him, and he was punishing him. And he said to Zaid at that juncture that, "Would you like it if Muhammad was in your position and you were in his position, calm with your family at home, and you had your family around you, and you were in a relaxed and comfortable state?" and Zaid replies to Abu Sufyan that I cannot bear it if I am at home with my family enjoying my life and even a thorn pricks the Prophet this was their love I always used to ponder to myself what does this mean that I can't bear even a thorn pricking the Prophet I did not realize that type of love until I had a child of my own and when you see your son running and he is about to hit a wall and he loses his balance, your heart is in your mouth, you want to quickly save that individual. The Sahaba could not take this. And even more for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It was at that juncture that Abu Sufyan said that Wallahi by Allah I swear that I have never seen a community who loved their leader more like the community of Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam love Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is the grandest and the greatest of love that you have for Allah and that you have for the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam. And those individuals who fall foul of that on the day of Qiyamah, they will be Asking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, can we re-evaluate ourselves and go back for a second time? If only we didn't have this false love for things that we shouldn't have had. The third type of love, which we will continue upon the Mimbar is that love that we have for others. Inshallah, we will continue. Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala Rasulillah Muhammad. My dearest brothers and sisters yesterday we found ourselves with valentine's day quite prominent and thrusted uh, within our social media within our communities etc and many are those who went out and purchased flowers and chocolates and the rest of it and enjoyed their day out in terms of our love for our partner the islamic concept of cherishing one's partner so we've spoken about allah we've spoken about his messenger Ali, regarding our partner, then you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stipulated and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has highlighted that love for them should be something which is harbored and shown on and made manifest on a daily basis. When you look at aspects of love, then no individual could have loved their partner more than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa loved Aisha radiallahu anha or, or his partners in general. You find that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said that the best of you are those who are the best to their partners and i am the best to my partner okay so when we look at what an ideal way to spend a married life is you definitely find the prophet there and you find him as a lead example when it came to cherishing his wife when it came to showing her that he loved her and that she was dear to her dear to him he would often compliment her my friends just complimenting the Prophet sallallahu wasallam is highlighted. There are narrations which highlight that when he is with Aisha radiAllahu anha, he looks into her eyes and he says, "Ma How white are your eyes? This is to denote to Aisha radiAllahu anha that the Prophet sallallahu wasallam finds her eyes beautiful. There are times where the Prophet sallallahu wasallam is seated with her. They are eating food together. They are consuming food, and as they are eating food, the Prophet sees the glass that Aisha Anha is drinking from, and he takes the glass and he turns it and he places his blessed lips on the same place where Aisha radiallahu anha placed her lips as well. Why does an individual do this? There is no code of conduct, but the Prophet sallallahu you know, love itself teaches you the etiquettes of love. And here you find the Prophet sallallahu knowing that he can make the day of someone, so let me do it. You find that when she would eat from a piece of meat, he would turn that piece of meat around and he would. Eats from that very same place where she would place her blessed her blessed lips as well. Okay, this was the manner in which the Prophet sallallahu lived in ta- in terms of spending time with her with the partner. There are plenty narrations highlighted. But one key narration which comes out time and time again is when Aisha radiAllahu anha and the Prophet sallallahu are walking. He is with the companions, but he says to his companions, he says to his friends that you go ahead. I would like to be with Aisha. How many are there from among us who are able, and this is not just for men, this is also for women as well. How many from among us are those who are able to say that I'm going to forego many nights of the week so I can spend time with the one who is at home? How many of us are they who can say, well, I'm going to put the phone down from my friends so I can spend time with my partner? This was the true concept of love. And when he is with her, he challenges her to a race. There is banter. This is the prophet of Allah There are some individuals who feel that Piety is a restriction on them being a normal individual. He is the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is challenging his wife with this banter and with this happiness and this joy that let us run together and they run together and have a race. Aisha radiallahu anha beats her, him in the race. Okay, she beats him in the race and she has banter and she laughs at him etc. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa hasn't forgotten. He said that we, a few months later he says, let's race again. You know many of us we feel that if we do a favor once to our partner, I've taken you out to Nando's last week. Don't ask me again now. We feel that's the end of the matter. The Prophet wasallam, on the other hand, he sees that he has done it once before. Let us do it again. And he says that let us race again. And this time the Prophet wasallam beats Aisha anha in the race. And he says, this is my revenge for that day. And he highlights to her that his love for her as well. In fact, when another one of his wives are crying, he wipes away the tears from with his own hands. He wipes it away with his own hands. And again, this isn't something which is restricted for just men to do. But these are some things which also that our women folk can do as well. My friends, this is the sunnah of showing love. Okay, we are in a time where we remember these incidences and we remember these parables and we remember these stories. Why? Because the community and the town we are living in is far different. It is very, very difficult to see a household which is blessed with immense love. You know, as an Imam, I can say this to you. As an Imam, I can say this to you. Take the example. When I had started my position over here, about two or three weeks into my position over here, and I don't want to take much of your time because many of you need to go to work and I also need to finish. There are many individuals who come to us for, from time to time and who highlight that we have problems, we have marital problems, etc., etc. Two weeks into my position here, a couple of years ago now, I remember the situation after one Maghrib Salah where a woman came in and she was wailing. She had dragged her husband in as well. She was absolutely wailing, crying uh, uh, tears out. She was crying and crying and crying. We took her to the boardroom and we decided, okay, let's give her some counseling. This is very important. This needs to be done now. And therefore, when we started speaking to her, she started saying that my life at home with this man is rubbish. He's sitting there. He's slouching in his chair just listening. And she says, my life at home with this man is a hell. He doesn't speak to me, he doesn't talk to me. He always does things which are contrary to what I need to do. And in fact, I have caught him several times texting and ringing other women. He's messaging other people, he's in an affair. You know, this is the reality of our community, my friends. I'm not saying this for, you know, for, as a salacious conversation on a juma. I'm saying that this is our community. This is our problems that we are facing as Muslims today. And therefore, you find this individual and he's slouching in his chair. And, and, I, and I say to him, is, is this what she's saying true? And she, he shrugs his shoulder. He says, yes, no, absolutely does not want to participate in this. He's literally been dragged and put there in the chair. I realize he doesn't want to say anything in front of his wife. I say, sister, can you give us a few moments so I can speak to your husband? And this man who was quiet and he was always to himself, he now comes out like fire. He says, she never respects me. She shouts at me in front of my mother and my father. She uses effing and blinding. I can't find love at home, so I find it otherwise. He says to me, Imam, Sheikh, I'm gonna tell you something. He goes, he said, yes, I cheated on her. And yes, I know it's not justified, but I didn't do it because I needed to do it. I did it because I was receiving no admiration or love at home. I said, brother, that does not justify anything. That does not justify anything at all. doesn't make the sin any better but this is what I wanted to highlight to you is the situation when individuals aren't fulfilling how love should be fulfilled and these are the problems which are entailing at home just to conclude one young boy, a ten-year-old says, and and we're talking about love so the love of a father for the son a young eight-year-old he asks his father for five pounds the father says gets angry why do you want five pounds for what are you going to buy you're a young boy why do you want five pounds he says no I want five pounds after much, pushing and shoving, the father says, okay, here you go, you can have five pounds. And then he realizes his son has ten pounds, that the five pounds and he had five pounds from before, he has ten pounds. He said, you had, you've got five pounds from before, why did you ask me for five pounds? He said, my father, my dad, he says, dad, take this ten pounds and take it back. But I want one hour from you after school. I want one hour from you after school. What is our situation? That our love for our youngsters, our own children has gone bereft. Where, where is it at the moment? This is true love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me the ability to act upon what has been said. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the ability to act upon what said. Wa akhbud da'awanan, Alhamdulillah. نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا ما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم رض عن الخلفاء الراشدين الأربع ابي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن الستة من العشرة وعن اهل بدر وعن اصحاب الشجره وعن السابقين الاولين من المهاجرين والانصار وعن امهات المؤمنين وعن السحاب رضي الله تعالى عنهم اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم احفظ لي امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم استر امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم احفظ امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين في كل اللهم أصلح أحوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم أنجي المستضعفين من المؤمنين في كل مكان اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم بدل خوفهم أمنا وأخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور يا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله تعالى أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة